Welcome to Real Black College in the Spawn Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about our beloved brother Kanye West. We're going to talk about black entertainers, black record label owners, black television station owners. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the small hat, right? We're going to talk about the devil. And we're going to talk about how these folks, they come amongst us. And they are the divider of the brother, right? So um, when we talk about the devil, beloved, don't be shocked. Don't be alarmed. We're not talking about any being that's under the ground. The term devil only means adversary, beloved. And there's a people group that's living, breathing, moving in our relationship with them. They're always going to be adversaries to us, right? Our beloved brother Kanye West, multi-billionaire, he's been dominating the news cycle as of late. There's a couple of things that's going on in his world. The first thing that's going on in Kanye's world is that um, he was dropped by a banking institution, right? Now, I don't know about you, but that is the first time I ever seen that in life, period. I didn't even know that that could happen. But it happened, right? And then he wore a White Lives Matter shirt along with our sister Candace Owens. And then that's, in my estimate, is the smokescreen. Because I can't really see black America, um, you know, we don't give a damn about anybody wearing a White Lives Matter shirt because for as long as I can remember, not only do our community, I'm talking about the black community now, not only do we wear the White Lives Matter shirt, we got the hat, we got the glasses, we got the jeans, we got the coat. We got the shoes and we got the house coat, right? I'm talking about White Lives Matter, beloved. When you go into your closet and you pull out those Nikes or those Adidas or those Guineas, oops, I meant to say Gucci's. That's a White Lives Matter brand. Your people didn't make that. Our people didn't make that. Those folks made that. And when you put on the Louis Vuitton and the Donna Karen and the Prada and the Chanel with the Cartier glasses, with that Versace robe, all of those brands are White Lives Matter brands. So, you know, don't deceive yourself like somebody's doing something that's so different than you. No, you're doing the same thing. When you go to the refrigerator, and you pop that beer and you get that Miller Lite and you get that Budweiser or you get fancy and you get that Crystal and you get that Moet. Those are white lives matter brands, right? So what, beloved? Pass to Clavassier. <laughs> Dig that. One of the brothers from Harlem, Diddy. He took to his Instagram and his Twitter and he showed his dislike for our brother Kanye for wearing the White Lives Matter shirt. But this is the brother that he partners up with White Lives Matter brands all the time. He's Mr. Ciroc. And again, he's Mr. Pasek Lavoisier and he's, he was Mr. Moet for a while. He made those folks rich. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. I say all that to say, no, that's just not, that's not what's going on with our brother Kanye. 
we always supported White Lives Matter brands. We're not wearing any FUBU. Our brother from Louisiana, Master P, he got some Minyatis, uh, but we're not wearing them. Even if I got the name pronounced incorrectly, we don't wear that shit. Anything that's black owned, we don't wear it. So we're fronting when we say Black Lives Matter. We don't really believe Black Lives Matter because as soon as we get our paycheck, we take it to the devil. 90% of our money go to them, and then we turn around and blame them for 90% of our problems. Because in the hearts of real black Americans, we can't never fool. Black lives don't matter. Black designers don't matter. Black brands don't matter. White lives matter because we love the brands. But maybe all that is a different story for a different day. Beloved, our brother Kanye West, his life is on the line. I don't know if you can see it, but we all can see it. There's a plot, beloved, to kill our brother. Not only the Kanye West that we see on TV, the Kanye West that's inside of you. The Kanye West that's inside of your daughter, your son, your nieces and nephews. You're not allowed to be a free thinker in this country, beloved. You got the total line. There's a certain kind of way black folks have to think, have to act, and there's certain things they have to say. And anybody with that much money, we're talking about our brother Kanye, with that much power and wealth, and he have a voice, but his voice is not for wickedness, there's a plot to get rid of that brother. If there's a sister that's torn the same line as our brother Kanye West, there's a plot to get rid of that sister. See, this country, it doesn't produce black people that's free thinkers. It's not constructed that way. When you're born and you get the status of black put on you, there's a certain political party you're supposed to vote and support and represent. And when you don't do that, you're the enemy. There's a certain way you're supposed to interpret the religion that they give you. And when you interpret it different, you're the enemy. There's a certain kind of way you're supposed to do business. When you don't do it that way, you're the enemy. And beloved, I can submit to you that Kanye West, he is like the freest black man that we ever seen in entertainment. He's so free, beloved, he's almost predictable. Because I can always tell, I've been watching the brother's career, and I can kind of see from when he got in the game to where he's at today, what he's doing is he's making it free for black folks to live like they want to live. He's trying to take our people out of the box. We don't have to vote this way. Everything that, just check this out. Let me just go back and let's talk about the career. This is why our brother Kanye is predictable. Whatever the masses is doing, I can assure you, beloved, he's going to do the opposite. And when he does the opposite, he's going to stand on it. This country don't like black men that can do that. In fact, this country really don't allow black men to be rich and own their companies and die. Normally how it works, if you're a black man with power, if you own a company, you can't have the money. But if you got the money, they're going to figure out a way to get that company from you. Very rarely, if, if any, they allow black men to rise to the level of influence, power, and wealth, and they allow them to keep that company and keep that money. It just really doesn't happen. The few that did get by and was able to do that, when they pass on, the devil come amongst their children with that money and get that company from them, right? Let's talk about our brother Kanye. When he came into the game, he signed on with a record label, Rockefeller Records, right? And when you look at the roster of Rockefeller Records, everybody's talking about Project Life. They're talking about selling dope, busting guns, being real niggas, right? But what did our brother do? He didn't dress like those guys. They got the Timberlands on with the baggy shirts, with the baggy jeans, but he stood out. 
he put the pink polo shirt on with the book bag because this our brother's going to be different. Everybody's talking about getting the black queen and getting the down sister. And what did our brother do? He didn't go get the squeaky clean wife. He got the non-black wife that was on the porno tape. Everybody ridiculed him for that, but he went on and that was his decision. He doesn't follow the masses. He does something a little different. He had come on stage with Marilyn Manson, who was known for being a homophobe and an alleged sexual abuser. He takes the stage with Marilyn Manson anyway. All of our people is talking about slavery. They're victims. What does Kanye West do? Our brother, he gets on television with TMZ and he says, slavery is a choice. Now, we're not saying everything that the brothers say is right, but what we are saying is that, listen, the brother may not be right and exact, but he's giving our babies a freedom. Hey, if this is your opinion, you don't have to think like the rest of everybody. You are a powerful black American. We're not sheep. Yeah, they want us to be sheep. And then they come with these different religious titles and our people is running around as if they are sheep looking for a good shepherd. But I used to always tell a joke to myself. I said, listen, beloved, the shepherd's job is to protect the sheep from the wolf, right? <laughs> is that right protect the sheep from the wolf but when you look at the entire picture you say well hell the sheep still end up at the slaughterhouse you know if the shepherd does come along beloved and protect you from the wolf he still takes you down to the slaughterhouse so we can't convince our people to be sheep we have to just wake them up nothing can wake our people up more than the image of the person that they're looking to on one of the biggest stages and he's a free thinker no, it's not proper for our people, black folks, to hang around with anything other than Democrats when we take our political choice, right? We got to be around some Democrats because we're supposed to be born to be liberal. We, we give these people all of our votes. And then we see our brother Kanye West. He's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with Trump with the red hat on. He don't supposed to do that. But he's breaking the box saying it's cool to do what you want to do. Then he turned back around and he did what? Our brother ran for president. Right? We're supposed to love certain people. Honor certain people. Boy, we love Jay-Z and Beyonce. Is that right? You know, they are the ones that's at the top of the hill. But this brother Kanye would stop his concert and he'd go on a rant. Everything you're supposed to do as quote-unquote black folk, this is how you're supposed to act. This brother saying, nah, we don't have to act like this. We can just speak our freedom. We can speak our power. We can speak our thoughts because our opinion matters. You come to the village. Mama and them teaches us what? Hey, listen, y'all. Whatever going in his house stays in his house. But what does Kanye West do? No, he doesn't keep his whatever's going on in his private affairs. He comes and tells his family business he makes it public hey this is what i got going on with the wife she's doing this she's doing that this is my relationship with the children the wife is bugging out he puts it out for the public to see he gets a divorce normally couples that get a divorce they go separate ways now yay he buys a house on the block <laughs> where's ex-wife live at he comes out he knows paparazzi is looking at him he has on a what? A Confederate battle flag jack. This brother's a free thinker. Whatever you do and whatever the mass is doing, he's showing our babies we don't got to go down that line. Hey, man, we can do something over here. We don't got to do that. Put on a Black Lives Matter shirt if you want to. But don't let that put you in the box, beloved. You could come right back the next day and put you a Red Lives Matter shirt on. Brown Lives Matter shirt on white lives matter shirt on you could do what you want you're free don't let nobody put you in no box see there's a plot beloved to get rid of our brother kanye west a black man that's a free thinker that's a multi-billionaire that owns a company whatever the masses of his people is doing he's not going to do i watched our brother come out kanye west now to the public and you know, black men, we so interested in our appearance. We go to the barbershop. 
we talk the talk. We spend hours in getting our braids done. We spend hours waiting in line to get our fades, our ball fades, our taper fades, our ball heads, right? But what does our brother Kanye West do? In the generation where it seems like all the barbershops got 50 gallons of black paint because it looked like these young brothers, they're spraying everybody. I'm talking about all of us got this black paint on our beard. Everybody's dying at the top of their head. I mean, they got black paint on. They remaking your hairline and all that. But our brother with wealth, right? He's famous, rich, influence. He comes out and he's rocking a bad haircut on purpose with the hairline matched up. And when they asked him, Kanye, man, why your hair look like that? He said, man, I don't want our people so bent, worrying about how their hair look. You could come out and look any way you want to look. It's about what's inside of you. See, that kind of message, beloved, that's not the message that they want us to get, but he's a free thinker. He's pushing for our people to be free. He's a billionaire and don't look like it. He doesn't come out all crisp with the European suit on, with the well manicured hair and beard, and he doesn't, he come out looking any old kind of way. At the height of his money making, our brother Kanye West came out and did a podcast and saying, well, my desire is to be homeless. I don't need to have a, I got too much money. I don't need a house. If I got all these so-called friends and they got mansions with 25 rooms and 30 rooms, he said, shit, hell, I can live, I can just stay at one of their houses. <laughs> you know, beloved, our brother is a free thinker, but there's a plot to get rid of any black man in America that's rich, famous, he have influence, and he got a company. See, in America, you can't, they got to get that company from you. If they got to go in the back room, these small hats I'm talking about, and print up some money, they're going to give all that money up because the value of the American dollar is, is, is falling every day anyway. It's just fiat currency. So they're going to take that and get that company from you because, see, it's almost like an unwritten rule that the children of slaves they're still not able to own property because owning property is a sign that you would always have wealth coming to you because property is an asset a company a business a enterprise is an asset it's the truest way to financial freedom and they don't want our people to have financial freedom so there's a plot not only to get rid of our brother kanye west there's a list Al Heyman is on the list. Floyd Mayweather is on that list. Right? Our dear sister, Kathy Hughes, along with our brother, Al Liggins, over at Urban One. Right? TV One is what we know. Our sister is right now, she's trying to build a casino and a resort in Virginia. And one of her biggest oppositions is the devil. His, 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 uh, he's a senator named... Uh, Joe Morrissey, right? And he walks around, he's a devil, but he walks around with the black wife. And when you see the devil with one of our women, typically they be one of the most racist amongst us, right? But maybe that's a different story for a different day. There's certain people that's amongst us, our people out of the village, that they're on a they're on a list. They got influence, they got money, they own companies. And if you look through time, Right. With our dealing with the devils and small hands, you will notice that once we get close to them, we may still have the money. But the company is gone. See, there's a plot to get rid of our brother Kanye West. He owns a company. All right. It's called Yeezy. That's the brand. And they just don't. It's just too much money for this black man to have. So in America, the fix is in. He has to go. The financial institution he been doing business with they dropping him and they they're making up a fake the white lives matter shirt no 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 it's not about that our brother been a free thinker he been wearing what he want he been doing what he want he been saying what he want this is a black man that spoke against two sitting presidents obama and bush they're gone they don't have much of an influence but he's still here so this guy, he obviously, he knows what he's saying. But just the fact he's rich with that company, beloved, that's a 
No, they don't let black men do that. That company is going to have to go. And how they normally get that company from you is that they put their people around you. See, you, you're the talent. You're the talent, right? You come out of the neighborhood. And when you come up out of the neighborhood with that very same talent, all of a sudden we look around you, beloved, and um, we see who your handlers they become, right? These small hats become your financial advisor, you know, your financial counselor, your money manager. They're going to rob you, but it's kind of like three-card Monty at the beginning. You don't get involved with three-card Monty unless you win a couple of times. Or you see the guy ahead of you, he wins a couple of times. And then before you know it, the whole setup is for you to just go into a blind trust. And once you go into that blind trust, you lose everything you got. That's how it normally goes for our black entertainers. You know what I'm saying? You make these folks rich and powerful. But when our brother Tupac Shakur went, he didn't have any money. His purpose was to make all of them money. When our brother DMX went, he didn't have any money. When all of our older celebrities from back in the day, from the 60s, whether they was comedians or they was singers or songwriters, or no, they didn't, they died broke because their handlers is their small hats. They get amongst you first, and then next thing you know, you, they split you from whoever your black brother is. They come amongst you with some more money, and then they got the money, you got the company, then you swap, you got the money, they got your company, and then years down the line, the money that they gave you is gone. And then your next generation is back on square one. That's the plot, beloved. And I can submit to you in advance, that is the plot for our brother Kanye West. They're trying to kill our brother. How are they trying to kill him, brother VJ? Easy. They're either going to take him from the money or they're going to figure out a way to take the money from him. Because the people that's around him, his advisors, they don't look like us. They're not going to have his best interests at heart. They're going to tell you, hey, invest in this, invest in that. You know what I mean? They always come amongst our people. That's when you first get a little, when you get up with the money, they come around you. They're going to bring you investment tips. They're going to teach you how the market works. They're your lawyers. They're doing all your paperwork, right? And then eventually they're going to have you bet on that horse that's not going to go anywhere. You're going to lose it all, right? So, beloved, let's do this, right? You know, because some of you guys may think your brother VJ is bugging. Let, let's talk about entertainment, right? Let's talk about boxing. Let's talk about acting. Let's talk about music, right? Let's just have a little history lesson of ownership. And um, let's just see what it costs you when you're the friends of those people, right? How about that? Let's just go down memory lane. Let's just have a, you know, just a little conversation, right? In the United States, beloved, um, when it comes to television, right? The first black-owned TV station is, uh, is from my city, Channel 62, right? WGPR Detroit. Black-owned. Making jobs. Making money. Influence with a voice. And guess what happened? They start talking to them folks. Then next thing you know, some money was passed around. Our people don't own that station no more. You know who own it? CBS Television Network. They own it now, right? We got a brother named Robert Johnson. He had a vision. He had a station. We're talking media, right? All right. He owned a, um, a TV station called BET, Black Entertainment Television, and they just had an award show last week that I call JET, right? Because now that network is, um, is Jewish Entertainment Television because our brother Robert, he started being cozy with these small hats from overseas, right? Some Frenchies. He got some money, but now... They got the company, right? You think I'm bugging? Let's keep talking. We got a brilliant sister, beloved. Her name is Ophel Renfrey. 
and our sister grinded it up. She dominated daytime television. She opened up her own company, right? And the name of her company was Harpo. And through her company, Harpo, she bought her own channel, and the channel was called after herself, right? Oprah Winfrey Network, right? It was called OWN. But her handlers, her advisors, the people that handle the money, the small hats. And she's hanging out with these folks from Warner Brothers. Some money get passed around. Now, guess what? Warner Brothers, through Warner Brothers Discovery, owns Oprah Winfrey Network. When you used to own 100%, then it goes to 50%. Now you got 5%. See, it's almost like an unwritten rule. Black folks is not allowed to own their own company. They either going to have the company, they're going to have the money, but they're not going to have both. We love our beloved brother out in Atlanta, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, he what? He owns his own studio. But Tyler Perry don't have a wife. So typically, you know, you can just pass this down to your children, 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 because you own it. But he don't have a wife. Who was handleless? Who was his lawyers? Beloved, I can submit to you if he got some small hats in his circle, which many of our people do that got that real money. He's, they're going to figure out a way to get that studio from him, and then it's going to be in their hands. That's the pattern that they have always showed us. Even in boxing, we got top-ranked boxing. And I watched, uh, you know, one of our brothers, our champion, his name is D. Haney. He did a beautiful job, man, this weekend, banging heads, and he's the, he's the champ. That kid ain't playing around. He's like the next Floyd Money Mayweather. But he fights for a promotional company called Top Rank. Now, if you do the history on Top Rank, the guy that owns it now, he's a small hat, right? He kind of come out of the Justice Department. And she got to ask yourself, damn, how do a guy <laughs> who come out of the Justice Department end up getting in boxing, right? The small hat that's in place. His name is Bob Aram. And when that company started, it was brothers that was involved with this company. And they was closely associated with Muhammad Ali's peace be upon him. Next thing you know, when you see that small hair in the picture, whoever's black that got ownership, they disappear. And then the small hat end up having the company outright the whole thing. We love our brother Ice Cube. Right now, our brother Ice Cube, he's doing an amazing thing. He owns his own league. It's called the Big Three Basketball League. It's gaining steam. It's making money. But when you look behind that curtain, there's a partner. He's there. Is he a brother? He's not a brother. He's a small hat. So what does that mean? Give it some time, man. Give it some time. You it just like you can put your watch to this shit. Give it some time. And then before you know it, they're going to figure out a way to get that company from him. It's the blueprint. Black folks is not allowed, beloved, to have the money and the company. That is the blueprint for the wilderness of North America. So when you see our brother Kanye West, who's a multi-multi-billionaire, you just got to know there's a plot to get rid of this brother. He's a free thinker. He's got to go. This is the price of doing business with these because they always figure out a way to just. Yo, watch this. Check this out. Right? Check this out. Kanye West. He made a statement about these small hats. He said, how can I be anti-Semitic when, you know, our people is the real Jews. Those folks are the fake Jews because. By default, if you're the real something, you're saying the ones that's around, they're imposters, right? We had a beautiful sister back in the day. Her name was Whitney Houston. And uh, Whitney Houston, she hung around a small hat. His name was Clive Davis. And um, 
our sister was going through some challenges, right? Her and she married a brother from Boston. His name was Bobby Brown, and they're together. And um, in their private life, they had some challenges, right? Long as they had these challenges, and they was their private life was becoming public because they was fighting substance abuse issues. It was okay. It wasn't no big deal. It's just what it is, right? But our sister, she always made a trip. We're talking about Whitney Houston now, right? And she is uh, a woman of influence. She can sell millions of records. She sold millions of records. But going back and forth to the United States, to Israel, the media start catching on. Man, why did this sister keep making this trip? So they put the camera in front of our sister's face one time and say, yo, why are you keep, every time we look up, you always going to Israel. Why are you going to Israel for? What's, what's so, what you got going over over there? And you know what our sister said? That's my homeland. When you see me in Israel, that's our land. Fast forward after she made that statement with fame and influence. They found our sister, quote unquote, overdosed. In a hotel room and nobody was around. Now. I'm a man of a certain age and I can recall, damn, you know, this sounds familiar. Because it already happened before. We got another sister. Her name is Phyllis Hyman. And it's so eerie that she died the same way Whitney Houston died. But when you're dealing with those folks on that level, nobody puts the two and two together because this is what it is. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. When you got influence, and you're not going to tote that line, beloved, like they want you to tote it. There's a plot against your life. They got to get that. They got to get that influence away from you. So you see our brothers go to jail for funny things. If that doesn't work, they get some funny lawsuit or something happens and they lose their company. They got to give it to them or they lose the money. But you can put your finger on this, beloved, in America. Normally, you do know you don't die with the company and the money. They make you give one of them up. Our brother right now, Michael Jordan, he's the owner of a NBA team. Now, he has it now, right? But I look at Mike and I just, I said, I don't know, man. There's a plot against this brother. They're trying to get that team back. Now, even if he go with the team, what are the kids going to do? Because these folks just print up money and they, they, you know, as hard as our, our mothers and our forefathers worked 50, 60, 70 hours a week, these folks just pop along. They just got like they got money out of nowhere. How did they get rich? How did you get the goddamn money to put together to get this team into that team? They just, they make it about a thin air. They got all the money and we got all the labor. So I look at our brother Michael and I say, damn, he's not with Juanita. That's number one, because that sister is sharp, right? He's not with her anymore. He got a young girl. She's a young girl, too. She likes she's a little Cuban. And I'm just looking like, hmm, would that next generation have that team? Come on now, let's be. They got a plot. Of, every time you own something, they come in to get it. Every time you own something, they come in to get it. And we're just talking the sports world. We're just talking television entertainment right now. You think it's a game? We got a brother from Michigan. Lansing. Michigan State. Irvin Magic Johnson. Went out to L.A. And um, many of our elders, man, they never cared about our image on TV as black folks. So Magic went out, put some money together. He got his own television network. It's called Aspire. But I started watching Magic, and he got next to Charles Humbert. And he was hanging around a little too close with the guy. Magic don't own the network anymore. You know who got it? Charles got it. Charles is the owner of Up Entertainment. Now he own it. So you got to think, damn, why do you, it's just, why do they want stuff that we get? There's so many things these guys can go out and open their own companies and no, no, they wait till you get it. They come with the money to get it from you. Now they don't care if you got the money. They got this thing. Oh, it's, you can pass the money down. It's generational wealth. No, man, that money ain't worth shit. It's losing value every day. What you have to do is get a company that generate the money 
So no matter if the dollar fluctuated or not, it's going to pay you a certain amount of money anyway. But they don't want our people to own property because business is property. That's why it was illegal for a slave to own the property. He can work on the property. Yeah, we could be employees. When it's time to be an employer, this shit finna get tricky. But this is the, this is, it's what it is in America. They got a brother, right, um, out of Atlanta, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the third, right? Not, not the pops, peace be upon him. He did great work. So his son, Martin Luther King III, he gets together with the uh, one of the sharpest mayors of Atlanta, right? The brother name was Andrew Young. They didn't like the images of our people on television. These folks get tired of seeing you with a gun. They tired of seeing you, goddamn, you the biggest dope dealer. They nobody want to see that shit. So they say, let's come together and let's let's change the imaging of our people. And they created Bounce TV. They said Bounce because our people got the energy, beloved. That's our folks. We're energetic people. We're Bounce TV. But they start hanging around them folks, beloved. Do they own Bounce TV? They don't own it. No, got it now. Cats broadcasting. Who owns Catch Broadcasting? Take a guess. Anytime you want to control your own image in this company, they're not for it. Anytime you want to control the audio of your own people, they're not for it. Then they come along. When you start, listen, when you put out the video images of our people, they come back and they buy that company from you quick. They say, no, we don't want you putting that image out because, you know, you putting preachers on TV. You putting teachers and doctors and shit like that on TV. You putting a hardworking blue collar construction guy, and we don't need that. The image we got of y'all is with a gun, selling dope, carjacking and robbing. And long as you make minister society, we gonna finance it. Long as you make colors, we gonna finance it. Long as you make goddamn boys in the hood, we gonna give you some money. We gonna finance it. But you trying to make some other shit than that, we gonna come get that little company that you got. We gonna take it. We're going to keep that original programming on for a little while. And then we're going to get rid of that after we got your company. We're going to put you on for CEO for a minute. But shit, we're going to get rid of you. This is what they do. They're the devil, beloved. <laughs> you know how many times I got to come on the podcast? I say, man, this is your adversary. He loves to control your image because he just loves to. When it's time to get a record deal. How about this? If there's a hundred rappers out there, I know which one the small hat is going to sign. If there's a hundred females out there and she's speaking wisdom, she's speaking, she's rapping, she got knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, culture, and refinement, and she is not a savage in the pursuit of happiness, she's not going to get no deal. If she got that dress down her ankles, she's not going to get no record deal. But the sister out of the hundred that's in front of that small hat to get that record label deal, the one that's half-dressed, right, come from the weirdest family dynamic, all kind of psychological challenges, they're going to give her the deal. The brother that mirrors her, not the brother with, no, not the one with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, culture, and refinement, and is not a savage in the pursuit of happiness. That's a civilized man and woman, if you don't know. That's the definition. If a civilized man and woman go on there, no, they're not going to get from a small hat, not going to get no deal. But if you go into that office and get a regular labor deal and you just got through with a robbery, you just got through with a carjacking, you've been to jail a hundred times, you've been shot a hundred times, they've been, he go to contract, he go half a million dollars, we're going to put you on the biggest platform. Because once we put you up on that platform, right, and we sit you up high, you know what I'm saying? The youth is going to look up to you. You see what I'm saying? You're the serpent on the stick that they're holding up to heal the people. But they're not holding that serpent up to heal them. They're holding that serpent up to kill them. But this is what they want you to look up to. Beloved, I can remember in my generation back in the 90s, you know, those small hats were so slick. What they did was there was a brother amongst us. His name was Tupac Shakur. Unfortunately, he was shot five times the first time. And then he was later shot again and they took his life, right? After he was shot, the first time, five times, they publicized that, the media now, because they own that too. 
they publicized that all over the place. And you know what they did? They made it a they made that a badge of honor to be shot. And they promoted him being shot so much so, along with this music, that our youth at the time, you know, they wanted to identify with that story so bad because there's no fathers in the home. So they're looking at these rappers, these Spice Ones, these MCHs, these Tupac Shakurs, and they want to identify with them so much that they will that life to themselves. That black men wanted to be shot. They wanted to be shot so they can go into the recording studio and get the deal. Before 50 Cent even made it, we from the village can look at the story and say, oh, they're going to sign him and he's going to be the next star. Because once this brother said, well, I was shot nine times, we said, all right, that's the one that they put up in front of us. And now we're willing this behavior. I want to be shot five times. I want to be shot six times. We're speaking this to the universe. And then the guy that's sitting at the top, he's been shot nine times. So who's going to outdo him? What, the guy that got shot 15 times? Who the fuck knows? So now you got all these shootings around the country. But there's a spell that was weaved on the community before then. They want to be shot. This is their ticket out of the ghetto. But maybe all that is a different story for a different day. But I'm telling you, beloved, your enemy, they moved in to the record companies as well. They moved in to the record companies. Within every decade coming from the 60s up until now, there was always a record label, beloved, that within that 10-year period was dominating the charts, selling the most records. They got next to that small hat. That company's gone now. They got some money, but the company's gone. And then they change everything around, and then, right, this is what they do. There's a plot to get rid of our brother Kanye, a free thinker. Not just the Kanye that we see, the Kanye in you, the Kanye in your village, the Kanye in your community, the Kanye at your job, the Kanye at your mosque, the Kanye at your church. He's got to go. We need y'all told in this line. We need to set an example. There ain't no black man with $3 billion plus going to sit up here and talk about some small hats. Nah, y'all is going to. Man, get rid of his, uh, his J.P. Morgan account. Let him go find somewhere to keep his money. We're going to set it up where these folks can steal all from him because they're stealing from him anyway. Right? This is how this works. We had a label in Detroit. The owner name was Barry Gordy. Motown Records. Right? Barry made money, and he employed. Somebody he had the whole. Everybody in the hood had a job. He, he that place fed a lot of people, right? But Barry hung around those guys with MCA records a little too long. Then he brought them sixty-one million. He got the money. They got the company. Our brothers out in the West Coast sold our records. Two beautiful brothers, Dick Griffey. And there was a brother named Don Cornelius. He invented something called Soul Train out in L.A., right? But, you know, they was hanging out and listening to Leonard John Brown and Roger Faxton. And they brought some money. And now the company is gone. We go down south, right? Because they just, they making their circles around. You know, they started in the Midwest. They went to the West Coast. They come down south. Two more beautiful brothers. One is the talent. One is the brains. They own a company called LaFace Records. It was founded by L.A. Reed and Babyface. And they was doing their thing, beloved. They had, I mean, uh, Pink and Usher and Outkast. They had some acts over there. Then they got next to a small hat named Clive Davis. He got in the picture. He divided the brethren. Babyface go one place. L.A. Reed go another place. But guess who got the company? They ain't got the company. Well, VJ, they're just soul music. They're just old school classics. It's different than hip-hop. Is it different? There was two beautiful brothers that own a record label, hip-hop, in New York City, right? One is named Sean Puffy Combs, 
and his partner is named Kirk Burroughs. So I know what they taught you. Oh, man, did he just own Bad Boy by himself? Well, no, he didn't. Eventually, he did. <laughs> you know you know when Diddy got Bad Boy by himself? He got around the same small hat that bust up the face records. He got around Clive Davis. And you know what that means? One of y'all niggas finna go. And you know who went? Kirk said he got pushed out. Diddy gave him $40,000. Kicked him out of his own company because he owned like 20 to 25% of it. Diddy got the 100%. Clive Davis dropped that, what was that? $40 million? $50 million on the table? He gave that bread to Diddy? Got half of a joint venture? The rest is history. Once they come in, somebody finna go. Now, Diddy on, I think he owned 50 more percent of it, but shit, just give it some time, man. He probably hold it on to that thing to now. Because we see these brothers, they always show us, they show them to us like they're always making so much money. But when you look behind the scenes, they always got to sell 10% of this company, 25 of this something, got to recalibrate and sell this back. And he said, well, damn, if you're making money like this, why do you keep having to sell this part and that part? Because they're not, they're not making money like that. He said, well, these guys are so sharp. How are they making bad decisions? Because the guy that's going to buy the company, he's a small hat. And then the guy that's your financial advisor, and he's your counselor, and he's he's your small hat, and you think he's on your team, but they're working to get you in the middle. Once they come amongst you, they're going to be the divider of the brother, and that shit, that shit finna go. You ain't going to have that company in that, uh-uh. No, not the company and the money. You can get that money and get the hell out of here, but we're going to get that company. I don't care how street you are. There was a street record label, some Get Money guys, right? Rockefeller Records fed a lot of people, put a lot of people on, gave a lot of opportunity. I think too much opportunity, and that became a problem. Jay-Z owned the label, but he had two partners, right? Dame Dash, and he had Kareem Burks. And they got around a small hat called Leo Cohen. And when that guy come around, they are the uh, divider of the brethren. Jay-Z's the talent. So it's almost cold for the small hat to attach itself to the talent. And when he split that group up, Jay had it left. Now, Jay don't have Rockefeller Records anymore. It's gone. And then everything is what? Business as usual because they gave you that money, but they got to get that company. Now, how many opportunities and guys you get seen signed from Rockefeller now? Nobody. That's how that works. Motown feeding too many people. Go buy that label and shut it down. Rockefeller feeding too many people. Go buy that label and shut it down. Bad Boy, well, I ain't going to say Bad Boy was feeding too many people because them folks was, God damn it, everybody on that label said they got beat out some money. So you know what that means? Shit, let him keep it going because they ain't feeding no goddamn body anyway. <laughs> goddamn, the small head said, we taught Diddy well. He know how to rob and take from his own folks. Goddamn it, he just, he better than us. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. There was a gangster label, as they say. West Coast, Death Row Records. Who owned it? Suge Knight owned it. Dr. Dre owned it. DOC, they say, was in the background. Dick Griffey, they say, was in the background. Who put up the money? Harry O. Black men owning their own company, making money. What is the blueprint in America, though? You can't have them both. So who comes amongst them? It's a small hat. He got amongst them and he hung around them and his name was Jimmy Yavin. Then who you see now? Where do you see Death Row? It's gone. Who owns it? The guys that used to own it, they don't own it. Everybody split, but Jimmy stood next to the talent long enough that he can do it again with Dr. Dre. That's how that works, beloved. They are a divider amongst the brethren. There's a plot to kill our brother Kanye West. If not physically, that company got to go. If the company ain't got to go, that money got to go. 
Because, beloved, all the devil can be is who he is. He don't know how to be nothing else. What else is he going to be amongst us? They get amongst the talent amongst us, and then they're the divider of the brethren. And you own something today. You dream for it. You worked hard. You willed that thing into fruition. And then they find a way to get it from you. Right? Look at our brothers that beat them at their own game. They always die weird deaths. Do you know our brother Michael Jackson beat them at their own game? Then what happened? He dies a weird death. Don't you know our brother Prince beat them at their own game? Then what happened? He dies a weird death. Beloved, what I'm submitting to you is that Kanye West is beating these guys at their own game. He's beating these guys at their own game. How does that story normally end? It ends like it normally ends when you're dealing with the devil. There's something to think about. There's something to consider. When you belong to a country that's invested in not seeing you win. And we are a people that's calling ourselves free. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. This is Real Black Contents Forum Podcast. Beloved Big VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Be safe. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.